Hello Rebels, before we kick off today's episode, let me ask you a question. What if we could help you unlock your marketing superpower in one day or less? Actually, to be precise, I mean three hours. Yes, you heard it right. What I'm asking you is three hours of your time to join us for a brand new intensive experience on Marketing Deep Dive. One day masterclass that will help you create marketing strategies that capture hearts and mind. And every single masterclass is going to dive deep into one of our favorite topics of marketing. Maybe that email marketing, hiring, or even automations and beyond. If you want to get the fast track ticket to become irresistible, then I suggest you check out our upcoming marketing deep dive, where you're going to get two hours of hands-on training with lots of exercises and practical group work as well. Plus one hour bonus office hours and Q&A. Oh, and we also have a personalized dashboard and bonus templates to help you apply what you learn in our three hours. And just to put a little bow on it, you also get a certificate of completion to show up wherever you can see. If you'd like to find out what is coming up next and which one is our next marketing deep dive, all you have to do is go to amschool.click slash masterclass. There you'll be able to find our schedule with our upcoming masterclass for you to join. On with today's show. Hello, squirrel friends and non-squirrel friends. Welcome back to Alt Marketing School. It's Fab here, your marketing BFF, founder and head teacher of the school. And we are back with one of my favorite ever topics first of all listener can you guess i'm gonna let you guess for about 30 seconds and if not steph can guess what will be one of my favorite topics steph can you guess as well no <laughs> sadly you i mean i would say something about rock and roll a grogu or a pizza maybe coffee but i don't think that has anything to do with marketing unfortunately you will be surprised of the analogies that you can make with Grogu or Baby Yoda, for anybody that doesn't know him by his real name, and marketing. But no, it is copywriting. <laughs> okay, storytelling and copywriting, that's one of my favorite topics, on top of obviously all the ones that Steph mentioned. So good shout, in case uh, everybody didn't know already. Uh, dear listener, if you guess copywriting, ding, 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 extra brownie points to you. I am a massive fan of copy and storytelling. I guess it comes from my writing background. I wanted to become Stephen King when I was 10. Not sure that is literally the life goal of most 10 years old, but that was mine. And so I've always been a writer or and I always wanted to master my craft, first in a language, which is Italian, where I come from, and then obviously in another. And having two books published, one published by Walkings as well, which meant we actually went all over the world, which was amazing with the book. It has been teaching me so much, but then... It's kind of funny. You think that because you're a writer, you know how to write, but then actually writing for marketing is so much more than just being good at writing or knowing how to write a story. It's kind of funny. The storytelling that comes from marketing is so much different than the storytelling that might come from a book. And I'm going to actually actually ask you, Steph, because today we're going to talk about copy. So I hope you're ready. What is one of the lessons one or one of the things that you learned about writing with intent to again, bring clarity or understanding or build the relationship with your audience? What is one thing that you have learned that has really helped you? And then I'll share one of mine. I think for me, there was a big, well, 
two things I'll say. The first thing, I love to waffle and I do go on very descriptively about everything I try and explain, which I've learned very much uh, in digital marketing can work in some respect, but cannot work in a lot of others. So when you have to pitch like your elevator pitch for people to get the idea of who you are, what you're about, what you're trying to do, you need to do it very shortly. So I think that's definitely when it comes to describing who you are, what your mission is, what your values are. I think they, for me, it was that thing of how can you describe it in the best way possible and the most directly so and clearly so people can understand it, whatever background they also come from. So I think that's definitely one big lesson and one big practice that I've had to work on to do myself. I love that. And it's also one of my historical struggles, to be very honest. So I totally understand. And I think it comes from putting yourself into the backseat and realizing actually how we consume content, regardless of what content it is, actually how we read and skim content. I am, humble brag alert, a very fast reader. I still remember, if you read my first book, Make an Impact, you might know, that I read 10 Goosebumps books. That was before Stephen King came into my life. So age nine, I read 10 Goosebumps books in a weekend. And I remember the librarian, because yes, I was still going to the library, her face when I brought 10 books and she was like, are you going to? I was like, yeah, just just going to get them all out. She was like, okay. That was, I think, the max that you could do. Two days later, because it was closed for the week and I came back with all of them and she was like, you done? I was like, yes. So I'm a very fast reader, which means I skim very well and I skim a lot. So I actually know firsthand how it's important that I we cater for that because I'm historically a skimmer, but I think everybody these days is kind of skipping to the point of like, what are the things that I really need to know to make a decision? So I love that. My uh, follow-up suggestion before we actually get a copywriter to tell us more about copywriting and also the journey of infusing yourself in the copy, which I think is so important. I'm going to go with another piece of advice, which is actually infusing your customer's voice or your audience's voice in the copy. And this is where the ego has to be checked at the door for so many marketers and so many people, because what happens is we want to use the words that we think our audience wants to hear or that they would like. But the best thing you can do is actually gather data. I know, listener, don't lose me here. Gather data from our audience and use exactly the words that they are using, if you can especially if you got the data and infuse them into your copy in the way that you talk, because that way, first of all, there's a deeper connection. Secondly, there's a better understanding. And thirdly, you're actually speaking to the pain points that they might have. And I think that for me has been a game changer, something that I'm still practicing slowly and something that I'm constantly looking for those nuggets and looking for those things that maybe my audience says that can be really helpful for me that I can reuse in the copy. That would be my piece of advice slash I think one of the big lessons that even I personally have learned, and I think combining these two, I think is a pretty decent starting point. So yeah, I think, you know, a bit, bit of gold there, listener, before we jump on into more gold. And uh, today, actually, we are going to hear from the fantastic Robin. Robin is a fellow Buffy lover, so there's actually going to be a bit of off-piece Buffy love starting out the episode, which I'm really proud of, because you get two super fans together. It's going to get wild. Uh, but aside from this also, she's a copywriter. And what I love about her is that her job is to write in a way that communicates the value and benefit of whatever her client is selling. So she's really looking at that personality-led copy. 
you know? And it's all about actually supporting people that give a damn about the power and influence of their words to their audience. So as you can see, her approach to copywriting really reflects who we are. And it's really centered in, you know, bringing the true you in front of fun and obviously powerful ways that can amplify a message that can make a bigger impact. And once again, this is exactly what attracted her to us and us to her. And this is why I'm so happy to have her chatting with us today. Hopefully today you will get inspired by looking at copy that doesn't guilt or shame you into buying or anybody, but really a way that helps you get in notice into the entire world and that gets your audience to scream, this is exactly me. This is exactly who I am. And this is exactly why I want to work with you. Sounds pretty good to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm biased. What do you think, Steph? Shall we crack on? Yes, I think that podcast totally slayed that topic. (laughs) Without further ado, let's start today's class. Hello, Squirrel friends, and welcome back to Alt Marketing School, today also known as the Buffy Appreciation Society. Welcome, everyone. (laughs) Welcome, Robin. Hi. (laughs) If you're not a fan of Buffy, probably this podcast will not be relevant for you because we completely changed the format, and all we're going to do is do references about seven series of awesomeness. Thank you. Goodbye. I'm joking. I'm joking. (laughs) Don't you run away. Don't you run away, your listener, or watcher, whoever you are. Stay, stay with us. Stay with us. I will add those some Buffy references here and there because one of the, I don't know if it was because I saw it on your um, one of your profiles, Robin, or maybe you mentioned it, or it wasn't your signature. I don't remember, but I was just like, there might be just something, somebody in this world who is as wildly mad about Buffy as I am. So I'm going to ask you now before we even start with anything else, what is the most super fan thing you have done <laughs> to consider you a super fan of Buffy oh the Vampire gosh, Slayer. Okay. okay, okay. So when I was, you know, a preteen, so in that tender time when you're like just blossoming and you're like thinking about, you know, sexy vampires for the first time. <laughs> I actually wrote to David Boreanaz, who plays Angel in Buffy, and I, like, this was before the selfie existed, like, before the word selfie existed, but I had my, like, little handheld digital camera, and I would, like, take a picture of myself. I was, like, fully clothed, don't worry. It was, like, very innocent, but I would take, like, what what we now know as a selfie <laughs> and send it to him in the hopes that, you know, maybe he would, like, fall in love with me and, you know, ask, come, come get me from, because at the time I was living in the UK, actually. So that was, like, the most crazy fan thing I ever did, um, and he actually, well, I don't know if it was him, Fab, but I got a signed autograph picture of him in return and it like made my life. So <laughs> so there's a couple of things to unpick here. First of all, thank you so much for sharing because this was amazing and it also gives us like a pre-selfie sort of moment, which I love. Secondly, appreciation f- <laughs> for uh, photographed, not autographed photos because they were a thing and I'm obsessed because I love them too. Um, and I, to be honest, I was the person that would wait after gigs to get like autographs of people on pieces of paper to be like, I got yes. this. So, yes. you know, this is, this is our generation. But also the final thing for any other Buffy fan before we actually lose everybody else, 
there's always a thing about team team angel or team spike you're team angel mm-hmm. i'm team angel excellent that's a starting oh. i'm actually gonna say one thing before robin literally asked me to marry her um <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you one thing my husband actually he designed um he designed our wedding ring and engagement ring so that they are the clada ring together so if you don't know what it is look it up this is the celtic oh ring okay fab i had no idea you were like such a fan too this is like a total surprise i'm i'm just i'm just so she shook. excited i am i am shook it <laughs> we literally brought up like some of the most random memories of our teenagehood and i appreciate that we're here for it so Again, let us know if you're a Buffy fan uh, in the comments or like mention it to us and like, let's spread the love. If you're not, it just kind of shows you that the little things actually they bring people together, you know. Robin, I'm going to jump onto something else now, talking about actually the teens and the young adulthood. Uh, after we went so far back, we're going to go a bit further up, but not too much. Do you remember what was your first job? The first job you ever had? And can you think about what you learned from that job? Oh, my goodness. Um... Okay, so my first like proper job was in a coffee shop as a bar- barista, um, and I learned a lot from that job in terms of like how not to like run a business and how not to like be, you know, misogynistic pigs. <laughs> it was it was a very weird experience because I mean I made so many friends there, but. The people that ran this coffee shop were, I don't know, they, they had they had some issues, I think. And it was very eye-opening as, like, a young woman working for these, like, men that would only hire pretty ladies and all of this. So, like, looking back, I didn't have any of the language that I have now to kind of call out that kind of, that kind of stuff. But even now, I probably don't have all the language that I need because I'm still learning all of that but it's it was a huge eye-opening experience because um yeah I I realized that it's not always fair and equal in business like there's a lot of shady things that go on and and that's not how I ever wanted to like I think part of when I started going into business and like started diving into like the business world you you aren't always aware of some of these things that are going on. And then it's not totally like you've kind of experienced some of them firsthand that you're like, okay, that's actually not okay. And that's not how I want to do things. So that was, that was kind of, <laughs> I mean, that was like a firsthand thrown into the deep end, like all this stuff happening around me that I didn't really have any control over because, you know, they, it was such a high turnover rate too, which says a lot, you know, in a cafe, like if you've got a high turnover rate of employees, you're not in any business, you're not doing a good job at making that experience, um, a good experience. So you can kind of paint a picture here Fab, of what it was like, but yeah, just lots of workplace. Can I swear by the way? Go ahead. Okay. Lots of, (laughs) lots of workplace like bullshit that just, you know, at the time I kind of had to just ignore or, or keep my head down and not, um, and I wish now looking back that I had said more and and spoken up more for some of these, like, I I really regret that. But anyway, it was a huge, huge learning experience. (laughs) I won't say too much more because I don't want to like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that they're in business anymore. So (laughs) 
I think it's important though to remind ourselves actually kind of those lessons and like what we learn so much from the experiences where we see what we don't want to experience anymore mm-hmm. or how we don't want to do or run things mm-hmm. almost more so than maybe the positive ones so I think it's really interesting to see like all these different things that really helped you in understanding Almost like I love the fact that now you're giving a voice to people as well, like with obviously the, with the copy aspect of it and with the content and with the writing. So I genuinely believe that, you know, there's so much power in our voices, however we use them mm-hmm. and actually being able to harness mm-hmm. them is such a powerful thing. So I love that. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. And it's so hard too, because that's something that I've really had to practice at is, you know, using my voice. And it's funny because you know, writing really has been the vehicle for that. And I still sometimes struggle to like speak up, actually speak up, but it's something that I've like worked really hard on because, you know, as a parent now too, I want to make sure that my kids grow up and learn how to like stand up for themselves and speak out when things aren't, you know, right. And then that's just like something that is, that should be standard but nobody teaches you how to do that in a way that's constructive or um in a way that just like is impactful and that's you know it's all part of like the human experience we're all learning how to how to express ourselves more completely and it's it's an ever go it's like a forever journey I think (laughs) very very true uh, 100% true and I love that you mentioned that and I'm sure we're going to touch more on that as well as we go along because there's going to be a lot of lessons conversations that we're going to have so I'm excited to see where these leads now the problem is with my next question I kind of think I know the answer maybe you're going to shock and surprise all of us uh, Robin if you could choose one trivia category you would be really good at and you can make it up obviously what would it good be and why I mean um <laughs> well I I think you're right in the answer to this cuz I like I do rewatch Buffy like every year at least once so I pretty much know a lot of a lot of things but sometimes I sit there and I think about like if I was asked a trivia question would I be able to remember the color of the shirt that Sandra wore in this episode like I think about that stuff sometimes that is how weird I am like I actually think would I be able to remember what was on the like Buffy's pajamas or so yeah I I would like to say that I could probably do very well in a trivia on Buffy but then you never know because sometimes they go really like deep in those questions like for trivia they they like obscure questions like I remember watching those shows with my dad when I was a kid again in the UK like who wants to be a millionaire or like the university challenge not university challenge like that's just way too too high but like I can't remember there was one show that I used to watch with my dad and like the trivia questions were always like so obscure and like how would you know that but some people some people can remember that stuff I don't know I think my best bet would be Buffy for sure amazing even better because you actually have been thinking about that like if that came up would I remember name of you know the name of the villain or the name of the person who were they what were they doing uh, it's one of those things where, for example, like, f- first of all, I genuinely love Buffy as an example of a, of a coming of an age kind of um, TV mm-hmm. series. So I just want to say that in case there are non Buffy fans here that are like, seriously, team, is this going to be today's episode? It's going to be a lot more than that. But I just want to say there is some really interesting ways that you can look at it as well. That also is like, you know, these passions actually become those little 
inside the conversations that actually connect people a lot more. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that I'm going to sing the whole like musical <laughs> uh, episode of Buffy, but I did learn, fun fact for everybody, just because like the listeners know how cool I am these days, uh, <laughs> I actually learned the choreography of every single song. So I knew how to dance all of them. This is literally the kind of person that is here hosting this podcast. I am so impressed. I am like... <laughs> blown away right now so if everybody else i'm sure like every listener is like wow fab this is skills but it just shows that then you know it's kind of funny but when you connect with people obviously expertise and all these things are great but it's really like the stories is the things that we remember and i know we're going to talk about it today and i think it's just nice to be able to share these stories because a lot of the time we stop ourselves because they're like well who the hell is gonna care that i know all the choreography to once more we're feeling that's the name of the episode by the way um but there might be some people are like oh my god yeah i remember that she said that she learned the, the you know the weird choreography from one of buffy episode and then they remember and there's the association of like you know fab and buffy or fab and whatever that might be or obviously robin and and Alexander's t-shirts you know and and obviously angel so these things actually funnily enough then create a more personalized connection in an online world where it's so hard to connect with people yes. so you know Absolutely. Like I've had people come into my DMs who share all these other values with me and like are awesome people like, you know, just doing what they're doing. Like we share the same like business values and all that, but then they'll say, I'm a Buffy fan too. And it's like, it gives them permission to admit this because (laughs) a lot of people like obviously don't use that to like and and it's I'm not saying it in a like a way to be I don't know I'm I'm not doing it I'm like genuinely a huge fan and I and I used to actually fab like I used to actually like hide so much of who I was and what I loved um like when I first started my business I thought I had to like show up a certain way and be you know a certain type of business owner or like have a certain aesthetic in order to be taken seriously and now I've like fully embraced like my gothic vampire loving heart, even though that's not like how I like I don't run around in like costume all day, although I do live in New Orleans, which we love, you know, to party and have a good time and dress up. But, you know, it's it's something that like I've always loved and it's always been like how I've I don't know, just it's it's funny because you you almost have to like give yourself permission to embrace these parts of yourself that are like quirky and weird because lo and behold there's other people out there that are just as weird as you (laughs) who are learning the choreography I'm like I'm still in shock (laughs) this is like I wish I want you to teach me now because I never did that I never did that. Okay, so just let us know if anybody else wants to see me dancing for one of the songs. And if we get enough responses, dear listener, please do me a solid. Uh, let's make sure that this doesn't leak in the online world, but I know my people. That could actually be a possibility. So I- I'll leave it to the public. I'll leave it to you, dear audience. You, listener, do what you want. If you want, ask for it, and I will show you one of the choreographies because they're awesome. Robin, <laughs> before I go off another tangent, I'm going to rein myself back in with Actually, a bit of a lead into our main section. The last thing I like to ask when we're starting out is because of what we do and the school is all about encouraging people marketing to hearts, not to brains. And we teach positive mm-hmm. impact when it comes to our that, marketing. <laughs> Thank you. Because this is what we believe can make a difference. So my question to you is how do you make a positive impact 
with on your audience what does making a positive impact mean to you robin and why mm. i think you know being a biz- business owner you have i guess well being a human being you have a responsibility to yourself and to other humans that you engage with and interact with like on a daily basis but also in the business world online like you have a responsibility to treat that other person with respect and to be and to be expected to be treated with the same respect because i think especially like online we there's a lot of people that can like maybe take advantage of um your kindness or your um you know generosity or sometimes people just like you know all the trolls and whatever all of that stuff is is just I don't know. I just I have no time for that and I feel like it's really about making sure that you honor your own kind of boundaries and and putting out into the world how you would want to be treated yourself. Like it's a cliche like, you know, treat others how you want to be treated, but it's so important because I think it's so easy to forget that when everything's moving so fast and when we have like all these, you know, small interactions um that can easily be kind of overlooked or forgotten about but they actually do matter like it's those kind of micro moments in business and in conversations that we have that really really can kind of make a difference to somebody that we're that we're working with or um helping or supporting or if like they're supporting us you know it's it's really about creating like a feeling that makes people feel like supported and and comfortable and I don't know. It's hard to put into words something that is kind of so intangible, but it's I think just for me making an impact means like starting there and then obviously there's so many other ways to create impact, but ultimately like the foundation is is starting there and start, and and just trying to be a good person to be around that that invites that same sort of behavior because otherwise what are we doing you know like what exactly what are we doing <laughs> that's why exactly. I love your tagline too because it's like it is it's all about like we're, we're all humans before we're anything else and so how how can we communicate in a way that 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 is that honors that and celebrates that instead of instead of like putting people down and like bashing people on, you know there's a lot of people who have a voice who have a lot of again, responsibility and who have a lot of power in the online world and in the in real life world. I mean, there's no real like boundary anymore. It's all one, right? Because we're like, we spend so much of our time online. So I used to always like say in real life versus online, but it's all real life, right? So um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just think that there's a lot of responsibility as a biz, biz owner to like, to, um, yeah, I'm repeating myself now, but you you get what I'm saying. <laughs> oh yeah, a thousand percent, and and it's that kind of like human connection, and and it goes above anything else because it helps you also make better decisions. And like when you are choosing what to say and how to say and how to treat people, it like going back to that kindness piece, I think is so important. So thank you so much for sharing that. Now though, I'm gonna put us on a pickle because I'm gonna give us a time constraint now because class is in session, everyone, and we've got three questions. The first one is time to a minute robin oh my gosh what is one thing well roughly uh what is one thing that you can teach before you panic our lovely students and listeners in one minute or so if you could teach us one thing about copywriting about messaging about communicating 
what would that be? One simple thing. Okay. Um, the first thing I would say, I'm going to give you like three quick tips. First thing, get more specific when you write copy because a lot of people can like say on their about page, for example, like, oh, I'm, you know, in my spare time, I enjoy going to the movies and I like to eat Italian food, but get more specific. Say like, I love, you know, you'll catch me watching the latest Tarantino and I, when I'm like, when I'm hungry, I love to demolish a bowl of like bow ties, you know? So get really, really specific because you're going to inject all that kind of um, personality, which is what's going to stick in their heads. And that's how you want to write is like, you know, you want to be memorable. Um, and that's why people are going to listen to you because they're actually going to remember, oh, hey, like I read this line and it, I didn't just glaze over and fall asleep. I actually like, I actually can remember this person out of the sea of all the other like service providers who offer the same exact thing. Um, get specific. Was that a minute? That was probably a minute. It was, and it was great. It was great. You okay, said so you... one tip out of three done, but there's like two. There's a lot of tips I could I could give you, but that. Well, if you want to give us the other two, this is great. That we got we got the one. So this is like the, the official one. Then I can ask you what are the other two tips. You can definitely do a follow up tips. They don't count into the minute, but yeah, if you have one more minute each, what what would these other two quick tips that you were thinking about be? I would say re- always read your copy out loud, and a lot of people kind of are like, what? Because First of all, you think you don't have time to read your copy out loud, but please do it because when you read it out loud, you can hear how your um, audience is receiving your words and you can actually better understand how your voice is landing for them. So when you read it out loud, you can tell when you like are stumbling or if something feels really unclear, like if it's like getting stuck in your mouth as you're trying to say it, it means that you have to rewrite it. Like how is it going to be heard by the people when they read it? And so Reading everything out loud will tell you like where you need to add in those pauses, where you need to cut stuff out. It's just going to make your copy sound much sharper and, again, more impactful. What was the other tip? Um, <laughs> I've forgotten. The pressure forgotten. mounted. It's fine. This yeah. is actually a great tip, though. I, I genuinely love that, and I do that a lot as well myself when it comes to some of the stuff that I write because it just makes it easier for me and also it's funny because I also I'm gonna give one I'm gonna throw one tip in there in, in there throw in the hat as they say one of my favorite things to do is actually dictating and use it as a tool to actually help me going with the flow and stop self-editing or overcomplicating mm-hmm. things so the first draft sometimes I just literally use the dictation on my phone I put it in a note and then nice. I can work through it. And I really, really like to do that. So just to kind of follow up on the tips you said, because I love them too. So thank you. Yeah. Not being afraid to like put a really crappy first draft together is like so important too. Like just get through it before you, like the self-editing thing. Oh my gosh. It's constant battle. We call it the shitty, the shitty first draft in the cohort during the certification, wherever we're like, we're doing something. I just get the shitty first draft out. We can work on it later. And I think it's just like a mentality. So I love that you mentioned that too. Robin, my second point actually is not about learning as much as it is about unlearning. What is something that you unlearned recently, Robin, and how has it impacted your life or your work? Um, so it's actually something that, well, it was, it's, it's, it's something that I'm still learning and it's something that I'm still trying to like tap into more because one thing that I've struggled with, like since starting my business is feeling like I always have to maybe find, um, 
you know, validation in, in somebody else. So like I've had coaches and I've had like mentors and everything. And when you have a coach, like it can be so great. It can be so helpful. Like I, I believe in the power of coaching and all of that, but when that stops and that experience ends, learning how to like learn, listen to yourself and, and trust yourself as a business owner is so important. And it's, it's been like mind-blowingly important for me because I realized like in the last six months, especially when I actually stop to listen to myself and what I want or what I think I should do next, I'm really wise. Like I know I have the answers. Like I know what feels good. I know what doesn't feel good. And I think part of that comes with experience and time and, 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 you know, in the early days of biz ownership, you know, it's easy to kind of get caught up in looking at others and like feeling like looking to other people for the answers, always looking to other people for the answers. And yes, there's always so much to learn and you want to like absorb all of that. But then at the time comes like when you have to stop actually looking to other people and like start with yourself first. And it's really hard because you're like, you know, if you're indecisive or if like there's so many options, you're like, how do I, what step do I take next? What should I do? And you know, you, you do know. And even if, if it feels like really hard, um, I think just taking that kind of action and making that decision is just, sometimes you just have to, to do it and then, and then seeing what, what happens and like where the kind of cards fall. I don't know what that analogy is meant to be. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it. I get it. You know, what's, it's really interesting as well because of what you're mentioning now, because my final question for you in this session is actually about a lesson that a teacher or a mentor mm-hmm. has taught mm-hmm. you. So I would love to see actually after after you said that. And I I think it's so important of that piece of self-reflection and actually listening to ourselves more and not just kind of, again, as you said, kind of listening to others, but using it as a way to kind of inform mm-hmm. how we feel and our intuition. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now I'm wondering what as one of the teachers or the mentors that you had, what is one of the biggest lessons that somebody else has taught you? Well, actually it comes from um, one of my best friends who's, an amazing business owner too. Shout out to Molly at Moyo Studio, by the way. Um, she said right at the beginning when I started my business, because I was really looking up to her and I still continue to like get so much inspiration from everything she's created with her husband. Um, she's built several businesses like from scratch and I'm just like in awe of both of them and so honored to like be her friend. <laughs> um, and I feel that like she always said to me, Robin, you know, you can create the business that you, like whatever kind of business that you want, it doesn't have to look a certain way. And that goes for your life too. Like you can live your life however you want to live it. And, um, and she's a great example of that. But I, I really was so inspired by that when I first started. And like, I think I lost that along the way a little bit because from everything I just told you with the un, like unlearning that, you know, trying to look to, to the outside for answers. Um, now I'm kind of coming back to, that idea where, okay, my business can look however I want it to look. And that is so important to hold on to because there's nobody who can run your business like you can, like you are unique and, um, you don't have to look like so-and-so over there or, or whatever that person is doing. Like it doesn't have to like look a certain way or take a certain amount of time, like go at your own pace and really just like embrace how, how you want to show up 
in the day to day and what feels right for you because nobody can do it like you can. And (laughs) that's, it's been, that's like, that's my biggest less like learning, I think. And it's something that I just have to like hold on to tight when I have those days that are like, Oh, what am I doing? If I'm like major imposter syndrome day or like major like comparisonitis day, I'm like, cause I still have those days. Of course, like we all have those days where we're just like, but look at them. They're, they're doing this awesome thing. Like, why can't I do this? You know, or why aren't I there yet? And and it's, it's not about what anybody else is doing. It's all about you and just, just kind of stay, stay focused on, on your badassery because you are, you're badass. Yay! Yeah. See, just in case you needed a reminder today, we're just going to give you the weekly reminder or the daily reminder that you're a badass. So you are welcome. Like, yeah, <laughs> you are badass. welcome. Just like Buffy. <laughs> oh, See, see, we threw. We knew we were gonna sneak I it back to. in there. I, I knew had it. To. I, you had to, and and well done for doing mm-hmm, it so smoothly mm-hmm, as well. I really appreciate mm-hmm. that. Now it's um, the this or that section. Oh. I'm gonna give you two options. Oh You're gonna gosh. tell me which oh one are you gonna keep, Robin. This is gonna be quick. Okay, and it's gonna okay, be quick okay. fire. It's gonna come from all directions. Okay. Okay. Ready? Okay, we've got a few options. We start with Spotify playlist or podcast. Uh, Spotify playlist. Excellent. Voice note or text? Voice note. Carousels or reels? Ah, carousels. <laughs> TikTok or YouTube? Uh, that's really hard because I really, I, I think YouTube, honestly, longer form. But then I sometimes get sucked in. I sometimes get sucked in by the TikTok. <laughs> That's the problem. Like, it's the short form, and they kind of like this. The scrolling of it, it just it can get to you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. This one, I think I know, but we'll see because th- it might be a contender. Memes or GIF? Well, sometimes there's GIFs in the meme. <laughs> <laughs> the baby is the meme because you can have the gift in it. Oh, she cracked it. She cracked the code. I I I, lo- I love a good Buffy meme. You know me. I mean, well, now you know me much better. I know you much better now, too, Fab. But I'm I love a good meme. Uh, love it love a good meme last but not least newsletter or twitter oh my gosh newsletter all the way email marketing <laughs> forever is in my heart I, I, we, we didn't even talk about that but i could have talked about that all day too i love i love a good email <laughs> Same, same. Like, I'm a big on email marketing too, so mm-hmm. I'm really happy mm-hmm. about that too. So, yeah, everybody, just in case you don't mind it. And by the way, well done. This was our this or that. Look how smooth it went. No problems. We actually managed to find a loophole in the memes. I'm really appreciative of that. Uh, so, I just got a couple more questions before we're off. Um, this is one of my favorite questions, actually. Uh, I love to talk about tools and I love to talk about underrated tools mm. or maybe tools that people don't know of a lot. Mm-hmm. So what is your favorite underrated or maybe not that well-known tool mm. when it comes to your writing and your copy? Oh, man. Uh, can I say something like good old-fashioned pen and paper? I'm like, I'm a, I'm a classic gal. I need to write stuff down by hand sometimes. Like, I need to have, you know... I'm very visual too. Like I, I, I love to have like post-it notes and like maybe little doodle. I don't know. I'm not, yeah, I'm not a very techie person, Fab. Like I know some stuff, but I'm really not like, I don't have all these fancy widgets and gadgets on my computer. 
Give me a we'll, pen we'll and paper. We'll take the pen and paper as well. We'll take that. We'll take that too. You know what? There's and the post-its and the little post-its because that kind of makes us visual and it makes us fun. I love that. Well, now I'm actually going to ask you though about your tech because I'm actually going to ask you about your phone. What is the last picture that you took on your phone? Oh my gosh, I think I took a picture of my breakfast today because I had a really rough morning with my daughter. She didn't want to get up for school and it feels like a battle sometimes and I like so I bought myself breakfast before our podcast and I took a picture of my 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 mocha and my breakfast and I posted it on Instagram (laughs) treat yourself that's what I'll say treat yourself well done very exciting picture well it doesn't have to be I think that like these days our camera rolls have become more and more a reflection of the day-to-day like a bit like everything else we do which you know it's kind of nice you like you know, actually using them to share memories. So mm-hmm. why not celebrate the breakfast? Treat yourself. That's what I say. So you talked about Instagram. So now my question is, what is your favorite social media platform right now and why? It might be Instagram or it might be something else. I would definitely say Instagram. I don't really spend time on any of the others. It's a love-hate relationship with Instagram <laughs> for sure. Um, I'm definitely focusing more on emails and, and really trying to... Um, I mean, I've been pretty consistent with emailing like once a week, but I'd love to ramp that up a little bit um, because, you know, we've already talked about how much we love email. But yeah, Instagram is is kind of always going to be my number one because of the visual aspect. And like I said, Mm -hmm. like back in the early days of Instagram when it was just pretty pictures, I loved it because I'm an artist as well. So um, I've always loved Instagram, always. Who would we, who should we follow then? If there's one recommendation, who would oh my you gosh. suggest there's, we check out? Just one. There's so many. Um, I mean, the the amazing designer that did all my brand design, her name is Amy Greenwald. And she, um, she is over at Blue Raspberry Design. And her kind of whole um, thing is creating like sustainable and like um, accessible websites and branding for, you know, for the planet and the people, but in a really cool and fun, tasty way. So that's my little like shout out because she's, she's a badass and she's, she's helped me so much. And like, we've, we've been each other's clients and, um, and branding and copy just, you know, branding and design and copy just are like, besties they're buddies yeah they're besties no you're right you're right and i love that that sounds amazing definitely go and check her out then dear listener but finally you have powers now not that you didn't have them before you don't have buffy powers though because that would be super cool but you have other kinds of powers and the power robin is that you can broadcast one message onto everybody's phone if you could do that what would that message say it would say the world needs your weird the world needs your weird. Be, be, I would leave it like that. Yeah. The world needs your weird. <laughs> I was like, nah, nah. I, will, I mean, we. I want to make sure that we say goodbye and we, and we know where we can find out more about you. But this honestly would be a great way to end. Like, mic drop, like throwing it in the fire and then just walking slow-mo with like things popping behind us, you know, like the yes, wilderness. Yes. But... <laughs> But we won't do that today because I still need my office. Um, but, you know, if you want to just oppose that, like that kind of like, poof, that we can imagine that. But Robin, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so, so much for being here with us today. If people want to find out more about you, where should we direct them to find their own weird? Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's been such a... Okay, Fab, thank you. You're fabulous. I'm sure you hear that a lot. Like, 
but you are. You're. I just. I've been. I've enjoyed every second. Um, I am mostly on Instagram at Echo Inscribe, um, and also come find me on my email list and on my website. You can sign up. But that's where I hang out mostly is Insta. So at Echo Inscribe. Thank you so much again. And obviously, let us know what you think. Make sure that you like, subscribe. And obviously, send us a little review because, you know, good karma points and all that. We will be back next week. In the meantime, as always, class dismissed. Thank you so much for listening. Head to oldmarketingschool.com to find out more about the topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spend the love on Instagram at Old Marketing School. Until next time.